Welcome to our community, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. The shout out this week goes to our new friends, our badass tribe members within the WICT community, women in media, entertainment, technology. I don't think there is anything more soul quenching than when you are in a room of authentic, purpose-driven humans who elevate each other. I mean, that felt like a church service moment right there. <laughs> when we put down the mask, when we share our stories, I'm a huge believer that you can get a nugget of information if you are open to listening to it. Someone can teach you in 15 minutes what it took them 15 years to learn. And sitting in this virtual room with these badass women this week, it was so great to get to know you, to share with you, to have these soulful, real, no bullshit conversation that gives us the satisfaction to a degree that completing the task list never will. Let this be a lesson to us all that when we see the thing, right, regardless of if it's personal or professional to the networking event, to the family function, to the lunch with the girlfriends, even though your knee-jerk reaction is to say, I'm busy, I can't. Those moments, those moments will feed your soul in a way that a check off the task list never will. Wicked family, I am so happy to know you, happy to love you, and happy to have you here, my friends. Welcome to this tribe. Authentic community is something that I am so damn passionate about. Connection, it is the birthplace of everything. We, as a society, we talk about burnout, we talk about self-care and these broad stroke statements, but the one thing that we never do is pause to really put the mask down, have the real conversations that we've never been taught to have, and work on the person that we've never gotten to know ourselves. And when you do that, the ripple impact on your life is so powerful. You look at the emails differently. You show up in the boardroom differently. You have the conversations with your colleagues differently. You show up in your relationships differently. You move your body differently. Uh, the conversations you have with yourself are different. And it all begins with you, my friend. If this message of detoxing off the drug of achievement of intentional micro steps to start, to start showing up with purpose and passion and not just living or not just existing, but living, if that's of interest to your work, to your community, to your village, email me and let's talk about how we can collaborate. I am going to put my email in the show notes. It's Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at Megan-Miller.com. In case you didn't guess it, my name's Megan Miller, my friends. I offer high-performing go-getters, these simple daily micro-steps for putting attention to intention so you stop living to make it to Friday, you stop going through the motions, stop living your life by your task list and the way the outside world has told you you should do, be, and want, and you begin to live a life that you were meant to and is in line with those deep, deep gut whispers that you spent your whole life running from. I know because I've been there. I was there the majority of my life. My friends, I was a chubby kid from central Pennsylvania, raised in a single parent household, C student, speech impediment, 
600 score on my SATs and I lied about that for years. And I became addicted to the first thing in my life that ever made me feel that I was validated, I was worthy and I was good. And that was my job in sales. And like a drug, I was addicted to it for 15 years until it finally brought me to my knees. And now that I am on the other end of that deep, deep, dark abyss, these lessons that I've learned through these seven years journey, what I'm still learning today, I want to share with you so you don't hide behind the mask and live in a cocoon and suffer in silence like I did for so many years. Welcome to putting attention to intention. Hello, my friends. Hello, 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 you beautiful humans. I hope wherever your weekend took you, whatever you did or didn't do, that you found a few moments of contentness. You know those small moments where you just feel at peace, you feel content, you feel happy. I have found that my desire to look for those moments made me more aware of what you look for and life you find, right? And I find that when I have my head in my man's chest and I'm squeezing him real tight, I just feel like the weight of the world is off my shoulders, that everything will be okay, that I have the best gift I could already ask for, and that is his love. You, my friend, can have them anywhere, though. You don't need to have a partner. You don't need to be curled up with that partner to feel those moments of happiness. Hell, I've had them at the grocery store. I've had them in the bathtub. I've had them after a great workout. Here is to gifting yourself the gift of finding those small little glimmers, how soul-quenching they can be. Life is moving damn fast over here, my friends damn fast. I feel, for those of my friends in the Northeast who take the train system, you can appreciate this. I feel like I'm on the Damasella. <laughs> and I didn't even know I was on the Damasella. I have a announcement to make to this tribe. The Magulas family is moving. We are. And as I say those words, I don't know why, but I get like, I, I get like my throat gets all clenched up and I start to feel those anxiety pings, right? I think coming out of COVID, it forced us all to look at life a little differently. It gave us the courage, the kick in the ass to evaluate and reprioritize our life. You know, I remember seeing this video on TikTok. My honey is a huge TikTok fan, so he'll make me look at these TikTok videos even if I don't want to. <laughs> He showed me this one video and man, it just stuck with me. And it was this woman saying, what the hell was I thinking for so long? Pre-COVID, I wanted to work out before I got into the office. So I get up at 5 a.m. to get into the office by 7 or 8. I stayed there all day. I would get home by 6 o'clock, enough to eat a little something, curl up in bed in sheer exhaustion, maybe have a conversation or two with my partner no time with the kids and I would get up and do it again, all over again. And I don't want to live my life like that. I think, hell yeah, praise be. Who does want to live our lives like that? You know, for, for us, for Michael and I, one of those things that that coming out of COVID, which who, who knows, are we coming out of it? Are we not? I don't, 
who, who the hell knows? But wherever we are today, Michael and I realized that we we really wanted to be closer to my parents. We had no ties to New Jersey. My parents found their way to this little beach coastal community in Delaware. Small, intimate family held close to the beach. And we thought, what are we doing? Why are we living three hours away from my family? And every time we go down to the beach, it's our happy place. So why not make this our home? So after years of looking, we found a house. Conveniently five minutes from my parents, 30 minutes from the beach. Hits all of the check. Michael and I have a deal that we both need to be on the same page with these big purchases in life. No one needs to feel like they're taking them, Bob. So we were both in agreement. Two and a half months ago, we put in this offer and we didn't hear anything. And we thought, well, okay, just wasn't meant to be. That's always my philosophy on these things. Sometimes I go rogue off of it, off in the emotional piece of it. But then I come back to say, it just wasn't meant to be. So last Friday, we're sitting on the couch, six o'clock. And as life would have it, we get a phone call that says they want to take our offer. So now here we are selling our house and moving. And the first thing that came to mind, I don't know if you guys do this, any sort of life thing that pops up that I don't want to deal with. My, the first thing I say is, I don't have time for this. That's <laughs> exactly what I said. Not sheer excitement or happiness because we found this dream home. We're moving closer to my family, closer to the beach. All these things that we've been talking about for years. It is, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Which, you know, has has had me in like this just sort of bipolar emotional streak. I don't know if this ever happens to you. You know, like when you pay attention to your actions and when you feel like the treadmill of life, like you're on the Acela train, like you don't have time for this, which which really, when you think about it, whenever would you look in your calendar and think to yourself, okay, well, now's a really great time to move. Now's a really great time to have the kid. Now's a really great time to get the divorce. Now's a really great time to do the thing. Like, no, there's never, there's never a good time for life changes. So my poor husband, my poor, poor husband, this week, actually the past couple of weeks, because I had a meltdown last week, has just been me in this roller coaster of emotions, crying, happy, sad, cranky. And what I've realized what I have realized through this. I mean, I've always known this. It's just had, has gotten blaringly obvious over the past week is that when life is moving fast, when the treadmill of life is picking up the speed and you are barely hanging on, you ever take a Barry's boot camp or an Orange Theory or you're doing the Peloton and they keep telling you to crank up the volume and you're like, hell no, I'm about to fall off. That is what happened is happening over here. And when that does happen, that is when these little habits for yourself that you are so quick to X off the list because you don't have the time to do the thing. You're in an emotional roller coaster. These little habits are more important than ever. It's the little things for ourselves that we think I don't have time for this. So it's the first thing we remove from the task list of 87,000 growing things in a day. And that's the thing, my friend. That gives us the most energy and ripples out into the rest of our day. So let me give you an, an example of what this what this has meant in my life. So for instance, 
every night, I have a habit that I have because it helps me sleep better. It helps me go to bed better. It helps me wake up in this more creative and flowing mindset. And part of my routine is to put the phone in the bathroom one hour before bed. You've probably heard me say this before that I should have known my husband was the man for me when he bought me an Amazon phone charger, 20 bucks. It has a little glass shelf so your phone doesn't get wet. That's where my phone goes an hour before bed. It has helped me with the non-scrolling, with the non-shopping of shit I don't need, the non-comparison on social of all these people who I feel are doing better than I am. And since this move has has shown up in our life and I felt off kilter and I feel like the treadmill of life is going so fast, what do you think I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm scroll, I'm right back to scrolling the phone before bed, to looking through the social feeds, to looking through my Gmail account on the shopping discounts, and then beating myself up for not keeping my promise to myself. The other thing I have noticed, you know, it's re- I think it's really cool when you are going through these emotional life moments, when you can almost give yourself that moment of grace and that moment of silence and that moment of curiosity to analyze your own behaviors. I mean, listen, like it's scary as all hell and you hate yourself for going through it, but there's so much learning and growth that happens with that. So the other morning, 5 a.m. and I'm sitting down in my road, teeth on, uh, teeth on brushed, hair on brushed, real attractive. And as I'm writing, I'm thinking to myself, it's interesting how as the treadmill of life is getting faster, for me here. And I feel like I don't have a stable footing. And I feel like I am just looking for a safe harbor. These old habits are coming back. If you have not listened to our episode from last week on the hard moments in life, episode 69, dial into that sucker, baby, because there right there is some information on, on this reframing on where your mind goes when you feel like you're not on stable footing and how anxiety-ridden that is and how these old habits start to show up. So for me, I find myself saying, you know, I can't take on one more thing. I can't do one more thing. And how quickly I'm reverting back, not only to old habits, but lashing out on surface level things. What do I mean by that? I keep saying that it's this move that is stressing me out. That, that's been my knee jerk to everything. All these people want to come see the house. It's not ready. Uh, um, I've actually, I have been quite, quite a bear over the past couple of weeks. Just talking about like how not ready for this move. And I don't want to say goodbye to this house and all of these great memories. And then, you know, you have to do the showings. And for anyone that has sold a home, the showings are just, it's emotional, right? One, because it's your home and you're letting these people into your home to basically see if it's worthy enough for them to buy. But then two, you have to keep it clean. We have three fur kids. That's not the easiest thing. And to be honest, cleaning is not my strong suit. So it's been so easy for me this week to just talk about how it's this move that is stressing me out. But when I take the silence and I take the curiosity and I put the pen to paper, which are all of my habits, right, that that I go to when I start feeling out of control, this move is just one aspect of it. What really underneath the glacier of it all is that I'm trying to build this business. 
I'm trying to build this movement, trying to get these speaking engagements, these collaborations with corporations. And my knee-jerk reaction is that if I'm not working all the time, if I'm not providing A++ content, then I'm failing. And this move is going to disrupt how much I can work over the next few months. That's the root of it. So why am I telling you this, my friends? I want you to remember that as the treadmill of life picks up with the needs, with the wants of your time, with the life changes that are bound to happen in this journey of life that are scary, that makes you feel off kilter, that makes you just flaring for a safe harbor, this is when the micro steps This is when the routines are more important than ever. If you want to know how your life will turn out, look at your routines. I just read that the other week on the internet. And I thought to myself, God, I love that. If you want to know how your life will turn out, look at your routine. That's how you wake up in the morning. It's how you move your body. It's how you speak to yourself, what you eat, how much time Are you on the screen? Are you giving yourself those moments in the morning to run through your micro-step journal? If you haven't downloaded that four-step journal process, please do. It is such a gift to yourself. You can download it in under five minutes. uh, Or I'm sorry, you can use it in under five minutes. God, five-minute download. No one would download that shit, would they? (laughs) You can do it in under five minutes, microstepjournal.com. It's all science-backed and what I use every morning. And instead of saying that you don't have the five minutes pen to paper, you keep it. You keep it. You make the time for your microstep journal. You keep a promise to one small drawer of your life where you're feeling depleted. You move your body for 20 minutes. If that was a micro-step commitment to yourself, you move your mind with pen to paper to release all of the built-up thoughts and ideas and what that asshole in your mind is chirping at you. You move your soul with a podcast episode when you're in the car, when you're at the grocery store. It's these little tiny things that are so important to keep to yourself as you go through these life changes. If you've committed to keeping your phone in the bathroom, do it, do it. I was just with a girlfriend this week who told me that she's now putting her phone downstairs before she goes to bed. And she's found that she's not such a bitch, her words, not mine, to her husband and her kids. It will have you showing up differently in how you handle the waves that'll come at you in life. And when you feel like you're sprinting, like you are moving at a Herculean pace, hand raised, been there, know it. When you feel like you can't keep up with the treadmill of life, instead of lashing out at the partner, been there, I'm sorry, my love, at the kids, at your parents, at your staff, at the stranger in the grocery store, been there too. I've had a few... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Little Darth Vader moments this week. Oops, human. I want you, when you get there, 
to take a few moments of silence, of curiosity, to peel back the layers of what is truly going on and ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need? And I guarantee it comes back to a micro step, to a micro step, something that you could have committed to in that micro step journal in under five minutes in the morning that would have had you showing up differently all day. As we head into this week ahead, I am telling myself that the phone is going back in the bathroom. I'm getting back into my micro step journal process first thing in the morning before the phone, before the rest of the world gets a hold of me. And I'm keeping one small promise to a drawer in my life where I'm feeling depleted. Could be health, relationships, finances, spirituality, fun, self-worth, some place where I am feeling depleted. And it doesn't need to be all about the accomplishments. Just keeping one small promise in that area. Here's to the power of our routine, my friend. Here's to recognizing it. Here's to creating habits that energize us and that do not deplete us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time, the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. I would love if you would do your tribe, do yourself, do me a solid. And if you liked what you heard, please do share this episode with three members of your tribe that would benefit from this content. I am a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when the message is around putting power back into your own life. I've actually started to have these text threads with some girlfriends of mine on podcasts that have moved us. I highly recommend it. It has been so soul quenching just to have the conversations with my girlfriends on what they're going to through, what spoke to them, share content that elevates us, does not deplete us. If you feel inclined, please, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, my friend, carry on with intention.